Wednesday on the ice, you talked about how he still couldn't sort of believe you were here and it hadn't sunk in yet. Haven't had a, a little over a day now. Has it sunk in? And what does it mean to you both personally and, and to this franchise to have <coughs> won this? It's starting to, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's starting to sink in. Uh, first priority yesterday was to get some rest. I'm not sure if the, that priority was with the players, but um, I had to get some rest. But now, yeah, it's starting to sink in. Um, again, it's such a long journey. The, the, just the two months is such a long journey. Um, the time before that, of course, is, is hard work on everybody's part. But um, you know, we went to game seven in three series. And uh, um, you know, it, uh, again, speaks to the resolve of the team to come out on top in those three series, uh, let alone the last series, or more significantly, most significantly, the last series. So, you know, I, I think as the days progress, it's going to sink in. And uh, um, what you know, I think on, on uh, Wednesday night, I said I, the words can't describe the feeling. Well, it's a pretty good feeling, and it's getting better. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't mind that. Peter, uh, Joe McDonald, ESPN Boston. When you're <clears throat> from the time starting last year and, and this year, when you need to make deals, transactions uh, at the time. I mean, do you feel that, wow, I hope, I hope this works out, and now looking back at those deals that, that you did make, um, what are your thoughts that, wow, I, I got these right? Well, I guess there's an element of hope, Joe. When you make deals, like, it's, it's our job to, to be fairly confident they're going to work out. So, um, you know, I, I never thought I hope. I go into making the deal. If I hope, then I usually don't make that deal. Um, if that's all there is. So, um, you know, the deals that we made, uh, if you start them, um, really for me, it started back on uh, uh, when we got Dennis Seidenberg. Um, we had to be fairly aggressive with that deal for uh, a couple of reasons. And, um, and you know, we obviously didn't have him in the playoffs, but he was uh, obviously a big part of the, uh, the team this year. And then the Horton deal was... Uh, was obviously significant and we, we we felt we had to be aggressive there get it done before the draft because there's a flurry of deals at the draft he's you know he's a big sides Horton they're both big strong players and that was something that we we've, we've always tried to add and and um, then of course if you fast forward to uh, to the trade deadline or before the trade deadline those were pieces that we had to do we were pressed into it and, and you know we were going to improve the team regardless of what happened to, to savvy but we needed to we needed to backfill so to speak and and um and we wanted to do it earlier to get ahead of the race and also to get the guys in there a little bit earlier so you know sides horts uh, uh pev chris kelly and, and cabley these are guys that that you know we've that we've always been targeting and and uh, it's you know you, it, you can have a wish list and and it's just going out and executing and getting them. that's what the hard part is and 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 you know I know uh, Thomas has been had been criticized um, you know the expectations were very high in him when he came in but you have to understand I, I I go to him because he seems to be of the group that we've brought in he seems to be the one that is most vulnerable. Um, you know, he brings, he brings, and you, you saw it more against Vancouver, he brings the ability to both slow down the play and speed it up with his passing and his skating. Um, and, you know, the, the, he, he, he freezes guys. Um, he freezes guys, the opposing uh, four checkers. He freezes them in the neutral zone. 
He makes great passes. He uh, he skates into the trap, and you saw that against Tampa. He, I think he was our leading defensive scorer. Um, he skates into the trap. So, anyways, I, he he was a real important component here. And I know, you know, I know um, he was criticized for a time, and but you know, I, I I'll continue to defend him because he's a good person, and he he brought a lot to the back end. Doug Flint from Nesson again. Obviously, the last couple of years, you went through some pretty painful setbacks in the playoffs, but do you think that you'd be here now without the adversity you had of, of losing those Game 7s, having that Philadelphia series last year? How much do you think that helped you sort of as a franchise, as a team, to grow from that and learn from those experiences? I think, I think it helped us tremendously to go through those experiences uh, firsthand, uh, to see the pain, to experience the pain, uh, to see the pain on the players. Um, <clears throat> to know that they ha they they have the character in the first place, so I was I was really confident that we were going to grow on that. I was really confident that we were going to grow on that. I know it's easy to say in hindsight now, but you know it, it was something that uh, with the core that we kept following last year's uh, uh, series loss, we we knew that they were going to grow, and we made sure that it was a priority that we addressed it from the very very start, from the very first day of of training camp, and all of our activities. So. If you go, if you go through, um, if you go through history, m recent history, you, there's always those teams that end up winning. There's, 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 there's a year, there's an experience that they go through and they grow from, and and we just happen to have two in successive years that we were able to, to, uh, to springboard off of. Peter, um, throughout the playoffs, until until Nathan went out, uh, your, your injuries were actually you know, fairly short in term and you didn't have a lot of guys out at the same time. Uh, did, you, did you have players who were you know, barely kind of hanging in there and do you, do you know if anybody needs any work done in the off season? Well, I know, I know Nathan, before he was hurt, was with his, with his concussion, was actually hurt. Um, he had a, uh, a serious uh, uh, separation, separated shoulder. Uh, I think, I can't remember the game, but I think you can recall if you go back, it was... Um, my, it was uh, he got hit there. He had scored the winning goal that game. He got hit uh, on the on the boards. Um, so he was hurt significantly. I, I haven't had the full report. I have I have a sense of 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 um, the, what the re medical report will be, um, just from talking to the doctors on a daily basis. We, we we have our guys. I think we'll only have one, maybe two surgeries, and we'll we'll get that out there when I get all the information. But you know, we've had our guys that have been dinged up, and not all teams do. Like you know, Vancouver did, and Tampa did, and and Philly did, Montreal did. I think I think uh, what I can say about the injury front is we were we were fortunate from that perspective. And and again, when you look back at past winners, I remember the one year Tampa won. I think they had like 20 man games lost due to injury, like the whole year in playoffs. So I mean, you have to be you have to have an element of luck. And on that front, we certainly did. Hey, Peter. Um, how do you think winning a cup, being fresh off a, a Stanley Cup title, will help you and affect you in future deals that you look to go out to make next season, season beyond next season? Well, um, w what I can tell you is that it's not easy making deals anyways. I don't know if it's because we're an original six team, we're the Boston Bruins, um, that we have had good teams in the last two or three years and no one wants to help us. And that's a natural reaction from other GMs. Like, they're your colleagues, they're your friends, but they don't 
have to you know go go out of the way to help you, and and I feel the same way. It's like we're a very competitive group, so this will only hurt it. <laughs> right here, it's the level of difficulty is here to make deals, and now it'll be up here. But you know, if you we try and be aggressive um, in 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 timing for these deals and going after guys that we want, and um, uh, and we're going to continue to do that. Peter, um, <clears throat> speaking of deals, uh, going back to last summer, I know you po possibly fielded some calls about Timmy. Um, was there ever a point last season that maybe something was almost close uh, with moving him at all? Um, Not really, Joe. Like, there's like, if, if you can recall, at the time there was a there was a uh, kind of a mutual agreement between myself and Tim and, and Billy Zito, Tim's agent, to just to explore it and on the on the premise that Tim does not want to leave Boston and that's really where it that where it ended it's really where it ended and like you know there were some calls and that and and I kept Tim in the in the loop all the time and he kept stressing he didn't want to leave and I said I know but let's you know let's just look at this very briefly and I know there were a lot of stories that flowed from it but I can't stress enough the fact that Tim never wanted to leave and I wouldn't be doing my job if I at least didn't look at some things, and I did. And you know, you go through those things. You, on a number of fronts, on a number of players, you just you, you you field stuff. You look at them. You talk to other teams, and at the end of the day, you make the decision, yay or nay. And here it was nay, and it was an easy nay. Uh, Matt Calvin, the BruinsBlog.net. Uh, congratulations, Peter. I always knew you could do it. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Dennis Seidenberg, uh, watching him uh, become Zidane Chara's partner and, and play the way he did and shutting down the Sedins. I mean, it seemed like, th was that really what you envisioned for Dennis when you got him here to be uh, Zidane's sideman like that? And also, is this a guy that just gets better and better the more he plays because the, the minutes he logged were just ridiculous? Well, he's, like, he's a really strong guy. You guys see that. He's a very strong, he's, he's like a bull on the boards with the puck. He's a strong skater. We got him for shutdown capabilities, and we got him um, to play with Z. Now, we we wanted to spread the wealth, and that was what we did throughout the year. Um, but you know, you talk about critical junctures in the in this playoff run, and when we decided to pair him up and give him considerable minutes with Z after game two, and it was a it was a, we talked about it, and he said, "Let's do this," and it was at the expense of minutes for the other D. You know, you could see him just take off. I mean, he had a very good year, but you can see him take off with confidence. And and um, I mean, he 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 had a terrific, terrific playoff. And and you know, I can count. I don't think there was two or three times that he made a real blunder. And all players make real blunders. And he was just solid. Uh, I don't know if he ever lost a battle. He, I, he lost a few. I might be overstating that. But um, when he went in, he, 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 you know, you knew the other guy was going to be in for a big-time battle. He was great at picking pucks off the boards with his feet. I mean, he's, he must have been a terrific soccer player. Most of the European guys have played soccer. And the ability to make the passes he makes on his backhand, on his offside, is... Uh, um, I mean, those are those are hard passes to make, really hard passes to make when you're under pressure on on the blue line. Um, his hard rims on breakouts uh, on the backhand, you know. So he had a he had a terrific playoff. Rich Thompson, Boston Arrow, Peter. What's Michael Ryder's status right now in your plans for him in the coming years? He's an unrestricted free agent as of July 1st. 
Um, we've had our pro meetings. We'll have probably a follow-up meeting, and we'll have to make some decisions on guys, you know, on, on him and uh, on Thomas too. So, you know, my, my mind is almost well, it's not close to being fresh, but it's getting there. So at that point, I'll, we'll put our, our heads together and, and see where we want to go. Uh, Peter Dan Hickling, <clears throat> the Providence Journal. Um, you, the business of hockey continues to go on. Uh, uh, you have a, a draft to prepare for, um, also free agency, but you also have a coaching staff in Providence to kind of put together too. When do you expect to make a hire there? And is Butch Cassidy the the, the leading candidate for, for the head coaching job there? He is a candidate, and I would expect uh, probably midweek to have have that staff in place. Uh, you know, there's other candidates we've interviewed, and 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 we've been kind of on, it's been ongoing since we uh, relieved uh, Rob of his duties. Um, so we're we're actually we're pretty pretty close to to, to getting something done, and I, I would anticipate it uh, getting done no later than midweek. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think we've been we've been doing a couple of those interviews, and um, that's a little less certain, but at the very least, it'll be the the head guy will be in place. Hey, Peter, Carolyn Mano from Comcast Sportsnet again. Uh, we all talked about, obviously, Tyler Sagan, the rookie, coming in this year, but how impressed were you with the other rookie, Brad Marchand, during the playoffs? Did you expect him to give you what he gave you? Well, if you'd asked me that question after our exit meetings last year, I'd say no. If you'd asked me that question um, prior to the start of the year, I would have said no. But if you'd asked me that question at the end of the regular season, I would have said yes. And... He, you know, he, at the exit meetings, he, you know, this is a story you've probably heard. He, we meet and I meet with him and he says, I'm going to get you 20 next year. And I said, Brad, are you, 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 you know, think about what you're saying. He says, yeah, I'm going to get you 20. He said, all right, I'll hold you to that. Um, and he, and he did. And, and, you know, he, he plays on the edge and we've had to reel him back a couple of times. Uh, and he appreciates the fact that we do that because he knows, you know, he knows that's his strength and sometimes it can be his weakness, but his his performance, uh, especially in the final. I mean, he's he rolls off checks so well. He uh, he he makes good plays. He makes good plays with speed. He's he's got a good nose for the net. He's got a good shot, uh, and you know he's a rookie player. So it was it was really great to see. But I, you know what? We counted on him going into the playoffs. Um, but again, as I said, if you would asked me that before, I would have said no because I wouldn't have. Like he's he's learning the trade and good head on his shoulder, and he knows what he has to do going into the year and and. Um, um, so he was uh, obviously a, a very positive contributor to our team. Peter, Monique Walker with the Boston Globe. Um, you have the free agent situation that you're dealing with also, but what about Julian and, and the coaching staff? I mean, is there an extension in the works or anything that you want to do there in terms of securing his future here? The they, they, uh, that's actually the first time someone's asked me that question about our coaches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Um, they're they're currently under contract into subsequent years, so not, nothing nothing forthcoming. Hi, Peter Sharman Sakete with Fox Twenty Five. Back here, um, can you talk a little bit about the the Cups trip through the North End last night? Um, we were there. When I, they... I don't know about that yet. <laughs> I'm catching <laughs> brought... little snippets of stories this morning so far. Well, some of the guys, you know, they brought it out in a stroller, really made it accessible to a lot of fans out there. They brought it to the South End as well. Just talk a little bit about how really, you know, it's it's accessible to the fans. Well, um, you know that that's that Z Z's the custodian right now. Um, Phil, I think his last name is Pritchard, the guy that you see with the white gloves and 
he was supposed to come with the cup uh, when we left following the win, and he couldn't get out of Vancouver. So Z's the sole custodian, a good custodian to have. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that was his uh, his doing, and and Rex and Berg and those guys were probably prompting it too. Um, what I can tell you is that um, for the most part, the cup stayed. Well, I shouldn't say for the most part. On the on the plane ride back, um, I'd say like every it was up with us. Um, we stood up at the front, and the players were at the back. Um, but it seemed like, and I, I was nodding in and out of sleep. It seemed like every time I woke up, it wasn't there. So I think I think the guys would come up and take it back there and do whatever they had to do with it back there, and then bring it back up. And I'm sure you're going to hear different stories along the way of where that thing ends up. And you know, I'd be in- interested to hear it also. Uh, hey, Peter, DJ BNW, Um kind of a yes or no question, but uh, do you guys plan on petitioning to get Mark Savard and uh, Stephen Camper's name on the cup? And if so, is that a simple enough process? I don't know what the process is. I've given it a little bit of thought. Um, uh, you know, certainly um, uh, those two deserve to be on it. So um, we'll see what we can do to get them on it and go from there. Oh, Nicole from Channel 7. I know you're still basking in, in this past win, but just looking ahead to next season, if you don't mind, it looks like for the most part the team's going to stay the same. What are your hopes or expectations? Is it too early to start thinking repeat? Or, I know. Um, you know, my, my charge is to win. So, you know, I, that's what, what's what I have to plan to do. So, um, you know, we're in a good position. We've got... We've got a lot of the team under contract. We're in a good cap situation for once. Um, we, um, you know, we've, we've got some young guys. We've got guys that are coming, you know, and, and, and so, you know, we, we are, my charge is to win. So we have to continue to, to keep that standard. And, and uh, um, again, we've, we've, we've finished our pro meetings and I have an idea of, of what we want to do. Um, and uh, I guess that's all I can tell you right now. Hi, Carl Stevens over at WBZ Radio. I want to ask you about the fans, fans who for 40 years saw the Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics bring banners. And I just wonder what it's like for you this day before the parade to be the guy who says, I'm the general manager of the Bruins, and look what we have here. We got a cup. What does it mean to the city, and what did the city mean to the team? Well, I, I, was, I did an interview the other night. I, I think it was, I don't know if the... The guy was here that I did with, but I, 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 I talked to the, basically I said, look, the fans have made us better. They've made us better by demanding a lot. They've made us better by, you know, their, their, their reactions their, when, when they're in the building. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, that is theirs. Like as much as we say, you know, and I've said this a couple times since we won, they can't take this away from us. Well, they can't take it away from the fans either. And, and you know, I've, I've seen the parades from TV, um, and they look pretty crazy. And uh, by all accounts, this one will be similar to those, and, and, uh, and they deserve it. And uh, I know the players are excited about it, and, and so am I. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a real cool feeling and you're able to share it with the players, you're able to share it with the fans, and uh, it'll be a special day. Uh, Peter, you, you, you brought up Savard before. Just, uh, have you, I know you've been sleeping mostly, but have you heard from him at all, and is there plans to maybe have him here tomorrow? Or in, yeah, he's coming in there? tonight. Yeah, he'll be there tomorrow. Uh, Peter, uh, Mark Recchi, uh, when, when you made the deal for him, did you imagine then that you would have gotten out of him what you have gotten? And, 
and there's not a lot of guys of his stature just kind of walking around without jobs, but do you, do you try to replace him, try to bring a guy like that in for next year? Um, when we did that deal, we were looking for um, you know, a guy who had played in the league and a left shot because we wanted kind of that um, down low off the power play, off the right post, and a guy who gets in that area. So he was a good fit for that. He had been kind of treading water a little bit in Tampa, and, um, and I remember watching, uh, they were out in a Western swing, I remember watching a couple of games just to watch him on TV, and, and I think he had like five assists or four assists one night in Calgary. I'm like, we better get this deal done, because like, he, he, he could probably smell blood too, that he was going to be moved, and his play was ramping up. So, um, um, so we knew, okay, we knew we were getting a guy who'd won a cup. We knew that we were getting a guy that maybe was on the tail end of his career. Well, maybe he was. He was on the. T- but I, I didn't really know the, kind of the magic of Mark Recchi at that point, as far as his resilience. I knew he was resilient, and he's always kind of been a, a wrecking ball and a thick body and durable. I didn't really know where he was in his exactly where he was. Uh, I know he was at the end of his career, but I didn't know how much he had left. But we needed him, and uh, and he obviously had a good finish with us there. Um, but what he's brought us since then has been nothing short of amazing. And, and, and this year, I know he was, he was uh, you know, there's a couple of points when he was, uh, you know, he was getting a little bit more, a little less t- ice time and, and, and maybe looked like he was slowing down a bit. If you can recall that play he had in game seven when he walked around, I think it was Airhoff. I mean, I, I hadn't seen speed from him like that in, in 15 years. Bob, I don't know if you've ever seen speed like that from him playing against him, but so anyway, so point is, he, 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 he excels when, when he should, and that's what's remarkable, especially, you know, at a, an older player, and, and uh, that may have been our, you know, one of our best trades we've made. Like, I, I, would, I wouldn't have envisioned that at the time. It was more of a shorter term, but what he's brought us and what he's brought to the, 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 the room and what he's, it's been incredible. As far as trying to fill, you know, replace the void that will be left. Pardon me. As far as trying to oh. replace the void. Yeah, I, we're we're not going to be able to replace Rex. Um, you know, we we uh, when we added a couple of the guys at the end, part of it was because they had good veteran character, and and uh, you know we're probably going to be looking for someone like that um, in the summer. Um, but we're not like you just you're not going to replace that. Peter, Mike Loftus, Patriot Ledger. Uh, you've mentioned, you've, I think you've had the pro meetings and your position relative to the cap. The fact that this is the last year of this CBA, is, is, is that something that you guys factor in at all, or do you just sit down and say we need players for X year? And yeah, well, you have to, you have to continue to, to try and be responsible when, you, when, you, uh, when you're signing and acquiring these players. Um, and, but, you know, there's always, there will be hockey and you have to, you know, you have to hope that the, that the parties that negotiate the deals will, will get something done and you can't, you can't let it impact your decision making. Um, you know, you have to know that, you know, maybe the cap's going to go down. If there is going to continue to be a cap, there's going to go down and you plan a bit that way. You try and, uh, you try and be a little conservative from that, from that perspective. Uh, Doug Flint from Nesson.com. Uh, obviously, this year you're getting a little bit of a later start uh, on the offseason than, than ever before, which yeah, I'm certainly you're not complaining about. But between that sort of late start and the fact that you have almost all the, the roster in place with only a couple of free agents, do, do you see this as being a 
maybe a less active offseason than usual, or are you still going to need to continue to tweak and make moves uh, throughout the offseason to stay on top? And I guess as part of that, too, is that more difficult? Um, you mentioned trades get more difficult because guys don't want to trade, but on your side, too, do you become sort of attached to guys that helped you win a title? Is it, is it more difficult uh, when you're making those decisions on, on re-signing guys or trading guys? That, that, that last thing you mentioned is certainly um, something that uh, I've seen take effect on other Stanley Cup champions in subsequent years, so we have to be careful about that. But, you know, we've, we've got, you know, we mentioned the, the three UFAs, four, including Nides, um, and, uh, you know, we've got, we've got a pretty good group still intact that, that has, that's at a very manageable age, collectively a manageable age. So I don't think we're going to run into that risk. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm not the most objective on that sense because I'm making, I'm going to try and be, but so um, I, I don't like, we're not, we're not going to, we're going to continue to tweak. Um, we're not going to be huge players in free agency, but, you know, we're going to look at it and, and uh, we've got areas where we want to look at and, and um, but you're not going to see us, you know, hitting, hitting a, a few home runs this this or what was conceived as or perceived as home runs this this summer. We're just gonna we're gonna go into it with our eyes wide open and see where we end up. But we're not we're certainly we're not we're not gonna be big, play, big players. Peter, Steve Garibedi from Nesson. You mentioned five years ago you were put in charge to win. Now that you've accomplished that, what does it feel to actually win the Stanley Cup? What does it mean to you now that you you accomplished that? Well, it, it's it's. It feels really good, Steve, and, and you know, like I, everyone talks about a plan. Whenever a manager takes a job, there's, they always have a plan or else they wouldn't be doing their job. And, and, you know, I've talked to other managers and managers that to be and, and talk about certain types of plans. And, um, and ours, you know, it, 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 pretty much everyone has a five-year plan, and so did we. And it's not like it fell exactly into place, but it was like we were adding certain elements of certain like elements to, to get to that point. And... And it's happened, so I'm a genius. <laughs> no, seriously, like you just continue to, to pick away at it with the same theme, and and uh, you know, like um, you know, we the performances that we got from guys, like Tim's performance is historic, and uh, you know, he, so I mean, I guess you know, you, the the common theme in the plan was character you know I, t I remember talking about hard to play against closing gaps it's character and 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 at the end of the day that's that's what one wanted for us i i um my father was was uh, at game three and four um and uh after game four i said to him we're gonna win the cup and he says i he says i think you will too he says but but why i said because there's too much resolve in the locker room you could just feel it, and at the end of the day, that's what happened. Thank you.